All right, what's up, everybody? This is Stacey B and KP, and you are listening to the Queen Sugar Review for Episode Twelve, Season Three. So, KP, what were what were your overall thoughts of the episode? Um, I thought this episode was very emotional because we got some um, some bad news, some heartbreaking news, um, and I also thought this episode. Um, highlighted for me it was one that I was looking at um direction like the way um the director of this episode I don't know who it was um chose to direct certain scenes for some reason like that kind of stood out for me this week but for the most part it was just emotional um we saw what it's not quite the end but almost the end of this um prison journey so for me it was just couldn't believe what was happening. I mean, once again, it was a real Queen Sugarish episode. Right. There, there was a lot of um, emotion and tender moments, happy moments, a lot of self-reflection. Um, but, you know, obviously they're prepping us probably for the explosion coming. <laughs> Always. Right. So let's get into Ralph, Angel, and Darla. Um which I, in many ways, I guess you could say we're starting positive. Uh, Ralph Angel and Darla seem to have come to a resolution. They agreed to uh, to a 50-50 deal with, when it comes to Blue in, in terms of raising him. Um, I felt it was a beautiful moment between them with Blue, uh, where Ralph Angel kind of stepped up as a father, helping Blue learn how to ride the bicycle, because uh, Darla kind of failed at that earlier. And she kind of just somewhat stepped back and you know, supported that moment. Um, but I did love how Blue ultimately was like, well, can you both hold on to the seat uh, for me? Because, you know, it, it kind of symbolized, you know, I need you both uh, to support me and to be my parents. Um, so it was just a beautiful moment. And I loved how Ralph Angel lit up discussing his future of what he calls freedom, where he uh, would be able to travel with Blue, etc. So what were your thoughts with that? Yeah, I loved every um part of the the uh, darla ralph angel blue situation what i found interesting was how um back in that episode where um darla tells ralph angel that she wants 70 30 and he goes over to charlie's house he's talking to his sisters and one of the things that he mentions is you know i, I just took the training wheels off his bike i need to be there to help him ride his bike. But that was one thing that he was so concerned about. And they tied it to this episode where they were able to work it out. And it was all around Blue learning how to ride his bike. And having both of his parents hold on and help him and cheer him on is a metaphor for learning to ride his bike and for life. So I'm glad that they had that moment. I'm glad it was something that brought them back together. I'm glad that Darlene is out of the picture. And now Darla can really do what's best for her for Ralph Angel and for Blue and um, the <laughs> the part that made me it, I saw a little glimmer of hope for them because up until this point I kind of felt like it's over for, for Darla and Ralph Angel they'll never get back together but after Blue started riding and Raw just reached out and grabbed Darla and it was almost it was like instinct to just hug Darla and I was like oh there it is I see it again so I'm not going to say yes they're going to get back together but for a second I got some hope that maybe they could make this work maybe they'll find their 
way back to each other. Right, there could be some light at the end of this crazy, very dark tunnel. Um, but I, I don't know, I heard someone, someone made a good point that, um, you know, even though there is the love there, you know, there's still a huge trust issue because Darla for years would look at Ralph Angel knowing that she wasn't sure he was the father. So, you know, that's still there. But I agree, there could be some hope. We'll see. I was talking to a friend today and she pointed out how Dar- it seemed like Darla got pregnant as a result of a rape or like a gang rape when she was high. And, but it was never really fully fleshed out. And so as we were talking, I was like, you know, maybe that would be the way for them to come back together because I don't know if Rob knows that information. He just thinks, oh, she cheated and got pregnant and, you know, that he doesn't really know the full story. So maybe if he knew, then maybe that would change things. Right. You know, it's still pretty complicated. Um, but yeah, I agree. I think that will definitely be something explored. You know, that's kind of getting into predictions, but probably explored next season more thoroughly. Uh, so let's uh, get into Aunt Vi. Uh, we see Aunt Vi experience a surge in sales as a result of her interview. Um, but she faced a major health scare that literally brought her down to her knees. Uh, and to me, it was a reminder that if you're not healthy, you know, you as a business person or just you as a person in general will not be able to sustain, you know, any type of success, you know, for your business or just even to grow your business. Um, she finally told the entire family about her lupus, which I was happy to see because now they can, I feel, better help her because um, they better know, you know, what's going on. Um, and I think it always takes a village. Um, although I agree with something you said, that she needs to go ahead and hire a full staff. You know, you can't always depend on your nieces or family, etc. Um, but I did love the moment also between her and Hollywood. Where he was bathing her. That was such a tender moment. They always have great moments on the show. But what are your thoughts with Aunt Vi? Um, yeah, I like those scenes, you know, I always pick one as like the, the uh, most beautiful scene of the night and I think being the whole family in her bedroom around her, supporting her and the scene with um, Hollywood giving her a bath the, you know, hands down one of the most beautiful scenes of the night. Um, the thing that I thought was really interesting about that was that Vi really wasn't going to tell them about the lupus until Hollywood stepped in and said Okay, yeah, there's something by one. So she was just going to make them think that it was just whatever she went to the hospital for. And so she still really wasn't ready to tell them. I'm glad she finally did it. You're right. Because they can support her now. And so there was a little moment where Charlie realized, oh, Nova knew. And then later on, Charlie thanks Nova for being there for her, being there for Anbai, you know, I'm, I'm glad Anbai had you in Hollywood. Um, Anbai is going to have to learn that it's hard, but it's okay to lean on people, and you don't have to do this thing alone. Maybe the best thing that will come out of her being sick of her having this episode is that she will get fully staffed. That she will kind of be the overseer and not actually doing everything day to day because she's been wearing herself out so i'm glad it finally came out um i liked how the family supported her um put her mind at ease they took care of all the pies 
all of her pie orders. Um, it was just a great family moment. And I think in this season, we haven't seen that many of them. So I was happy to have that moment where they were all together and they were all on one accord because we haven't seen a lot of that this season. Right. And um, speaking of Charlie, though, even though she thanked Nova, I did get a sense that she felt a little bit like the outsider a little bit, maybe how she has felt growing up, you know, because she would just come during the summer. Did you see that a little bit in that moment? It was a subtle moment. Yeah, I, I felt like she just couldn't believe that Nova knew, because I think up until that moment, she's thinking, um, Bai is telling us all something we don't know. Right. But then to find out that Nova knew, mm-hmm. especially with everything that she's going through with Nova, exactly. it was kind of like, and I wonder if she felt like, why didn't Nova tell me? Yeah, it's like yet another thing. <laughs> on the heels, yeah, yeah, exactly. Because this is on the heels of we still don't know Charlie's reaction to the story about Ernest. So I'm like, well, okay, so you had that, and then you had the Ernest story, and then you had the whole Remy thing. So I, I definitely think in Charlie's mind, it's like, give me an effing break, you know? Like, Charlie, <laughs> you, know? You I feel like she tried not to be mad. She tried not to be mad about it try to just show a you know a united front but i think she did have feelings about it both from our vibe like why didn't you tell me our vibe and from nova like wow nova you could have shared that with me and i'll be honest that's that's a human feeling that's how i would have felt <laughs> you know i would have been like you know yeah, oh yeah why like what you, you know I, yeah. I did it you know, especially since Charlie feels that she probably has supported Aunt Vi just as much to a certain degree. Um, but, you know, we'll see. Uh, but speaking of Charlie, uh, let's talk about Charlie and the farmers. So Charlie had to finally let the cat out the bag and admit to Prosper that she um, had to sell Queen Sugar as leverage to help them. Um, you know, helping them with getting better rates, etc., uh, they initially were upset, of course, as Prosper warned her, all they will see is that she's working with the devil. Uh, but ultimately they needed Charlie at the parish meeting to ensure that a private prison would not be built. Um, Charlie had one of the quotes of the night at the meeting, the soul of St. Joe isn't for sale. Um, we also got a lesson on the prison industrial complex, um, as an example, how, you know, prisoners, and I know you mentioned this, um, have to provide free labor um but are not in a position to vote uh you mentioned that in your write-up uh, i thought that was a good point that they also made on the show and um my feeling is like although francis was in attendance and gave charlie some hope with one of the voters it, to me she i don't know she made me feel uneasy in this episode but ultimately the council voted to build the prison which was a huge blow uh, but what were your thoughts in that moment? Because it clearly crushed Charlie to a certain degree. Oh, yeah, definitely crushed Charlie. I'm still trying to figure out Mama Blue Joe um, because um, she didn't win either. So I'm still trying to figure that whole thing out. That I'm trying to figure the vote out. I'm trying to figure out did Sam pay the, that last lady councilwoman ward? Did he pay her off too? And Francis is just not privy to the information because Sam didn't tell her anything, you know, is she just as oblivious as Charlie? I don't know. I'm, I'm definitely trying to figure out her angle. Um, in that, um, that scene, though, there was a lot, and I was saying in the introduction was where I really started paying attention to the direction. Um, one of the things that I found very interesting was how everyone was seated. Um, 
Charlie wanted to sit with the farmers. It was almost instinctive for her to go and, and sit over by Prosper and Cardell, which I'm going to talk about his ass later. But and she wanted she over there to, to sit with it. And then she's like, oh, Prosper don't tell my business. But I can't sit over there. So she goes over to the left and she sits with um, Ralph Angel and Micah. And I'm glad, and as a side note, glad Micah was there because he needed to see that. And then the fact that Sam sits behind the farmers when he's the oppressor it seems as though he would probably take his seat in the front because he runs that damn town but instead he chose to sit in the back and just basically do what he's been doing everything behind their back and then you had Nova coming in with a chip on her shoulder which I was just kind of like why are you mad Nova because you started all this stuff with Charlie and, and Remy she comes sits in the back side eye Charlie I'm like really this is ridiculous but then, um, <laughs> whatever. So I, I thought the seating in that um, meeting was very interesting. Um, and, and, you know, Sam sitting with his sister. I don't, I, I don't, I don't know. It seems like she hates him, but maybe doesn't want uh, him to know she's in cahoots. I don't know. I'm, like I said, I'm still trying to figure it out. But um, that... That meeting made me upset because um, because of the farmers. They have yet to take their part in how we got here. Had they fought sooner, even before Charlie showed up, or had they fought with her, you know, maybe we wouldn't be having these problems. And I hate that she constantly has to defend herself to them. Um, Cardell, who's given her all the hell, um, you know, was the one who prayed for her, and but was the main one who wouldn't even tour the mill to make sure the rumors weren't true. He just betrayed her. And I feel like the farmers are really getting off easy. They're not fighting for their own interests. They're putting everything on Charlie's back. And when she got up to speak on their behalf, they went in on her. And so I was just upset about that entire situation. The farmers get on my nerves. They are the most aggravating people I've ever encountered. I don't know how Charlie deals with it, but she gave a speech of her life. And I expected it, but I also expected Nova to say something because this is what she does. And I expected Ra to say something because he is the only one who will lose land. The rest of them will lose their uh, livelihoods, but Ralph Angel has 800 acres, yet he was nudging Charlie. Hey, Charlie, say something, say something. I would have liked to have seen all the board along say something. And, you know, just to point out about the uh, mass incarceration, the prison complex, you know, apparently Louisiana has massive problems. Um, so I think that's why this is, has become a major storyline because Louisiana is notorious for, um, for their prison system, for their free, you know, free labor and everything that Charlie pointed out. I thought it was masterfully done. I'm glad Charlie saved the day. Now the farmers seem to be with her, but they're fickle, so who knows? Next week they might not be. Um, and I, But I'm still curious about that vote. I'm curious about what happened with Councilwoman Ward. I think there's some more there. So maybe we'll get some answers next week. Right, maybe we'll get some answers with that. But yeah, it was definitely a... a moving moment um you mentioned nova but uh let's move to her uh in general it was a great moment of nova being called out by on by on by um it's 
pretty much being messy and disrespectful by dating her sister's sloppy seconds. Um, but when it comes to the parish meeting, I thought there was a good moment between her and Nova where she, you know, hugged her sister after such a blow. Um, so I just think that as, you know, Nova is a complex woman and at times for her family, but then also a lot not for her family. So she's just very complex. Yeah, I mean, the hug at the end, that was great. And I don't know if that fixes everything. Oh, no. I'm not sure. I'm not sure, you know. Yeah, yeah no, I'm just saying, because it's clear that they're able to be in each other's presence. But now, a relationship, you know, we still don't know where they are with that. But it shows, you know, how complex family is, you know. You have your issues, but you're there for each other when it counts but you know issues will still exist afterwards <laughs> um until Especially you, if you mess with somebody's man yeah it's right, gonna be issues right because you you i know i saw the picture circulating and i know you you shared it where the difference between how charlie introduced romero to ralph angel versus how she introduced him to nova <laughs> you know kind of side-eyeing nova like don't touch my man yeah, it's still, but not even that. But I really think that if you go back to the episode, I'm sorry, the episode. If you go back to the scene where Anvai is basically telling Nova off, right before that, when Charlie's on the phone with Nova, <clears throat> I'm sorry, Charlie's on the phone with um, Romero. She really, it seems like she's having that conversation because she doesn't want to join the family. She really doesn't want to be there with Nova and she's not ready to share space with Nova mm-hmm. but she has to. you know and it's like the look on her face when she's okay I gotta go turns around takes a deep breath before she walks into it she just wasn't ready and so that's why I just I'm wondering you know Queen, another A plus for Queen Sugar was showing subtleties cause you know those things just don't resolve in one episode <laughs> or overnight right, right. You know, it, oh, this is gonna yeah, yeah. It takes time, you know. So. Yeah, and not only that, and then I'm trying to, I'm also trying to figure out um, why Nova was shaking. I felt like that comment about she didn't need anyone to prop her up. Yeah. I felt like that was shady. And that's the complexity that I'm talking about. Like, at times you're for the family, and then you also do things that are like, okay, are you really for us? But she has no role to take like, ma'am, you're wrong here. Like, you need to be kissing Charlie's ass at this point. So why are you being shady about it? Right. Yeah, you know, just a, a complex woman. It's messy. very interesting. Messy as Ralph Angel said. Y'all messy. Yeah, yeah, it's messy. In their feelings. Um, but let's talk about Micah, as you call him, Micah X. <laughs> uh, looks like he's turning into quite the activist. But interesting that although he wants to fight against the struggle... Uh, that black folks, you know, that we face. He was reminded by his friend KJ about his own privilege and how he is pretty much just taking pictures, but not in the pictures, which I thought was like a yikes moment. Um, but shout out to Ant for taking a fall, it seems, for everyone. I guess he is truly living by that code. Do not snitch. But um, what are your thoughts with that? It seems to be all a mess. Yeah, I thought the privilege thing was going to come out another way. Like, they all were going to get caught up, and Michael was going to be the only one that wouldn't have any issues. Right. Yeah, I thought that's how that was going to play out. It's interesting that it's one of the friends who who realizes, oh, we're not like you. Um, 
What I do not like is Micah put all his faith and trust in these kids, even to the point where he committed these crimes, because that's what they were, um, with them. And now they are just literally, as, as KJ said, radio silent. Um, they realize, oh, we got our future, and we got our future to look out for. I just hate the way they disbanded, and how Micah is the only one that is still ready to fight and still ready. You know, if, if it came down to it, I think he would just turn himself in because he is really invested in what he thought he was doing. Um, I think he's kind of a lot like Charlie in that way, in that it's loyalty to a fault. Mm -hmm. That's what Charlie is up against right now. It's like, she's so loyal. She's loyal to Nova. Like, even though Nova has been a bitch, oh, you want me to tell I bye? I won't tell I bye. Okay, farmers, you betrayed me? Okay, but I'm still going to fight for you. And that's kind of where Micah is. It's like... Oh, y'all gonna just leave and y'all gonna leave Aunt like this? I'm still gonna be here for Aunt. So I think in a lot of ways he's like that. It was interesting that um, Aunt's attitude kind of bothered me. Um, so he's taking the fall. I just kind of feel like this is all too convenient. This all dissolved really, really quickly. Aunt is willing to take the fall for all of them. Very interesting. Like you said, I guess he's following the code. But Ant's attitude towards it, I don't know if he's just being tough or he just really doesn't care. You know, I don't know. I didn't like the way it went down with my and his quote-unquote friend. But I'm glad that it did. Because now he's learned that, one, you know, you have to have, as, as, as Nova told me, you have to have the right intention and you have to have strategy. So he's going into his next... You know, he's moving on from them with that in mind. And he needs to just let these people go. Now that he's seen they're not loyal, they're not going to have his back. And they're not really his friends. So it's an opportunity for him to kind of start fresh and maybe leave them behind. Because this was a mess. So he's gotten out of it. But I think he's leaving with a lot of lessons. And so, you know, we haven't seen the last of Micah X. But the Little Panthers have disbanded. So I'm just like, good riddance, because I'm tired of them, too. Yeah, I mean, you know, it just shows, I guess, somewhat what Kiki was trying to warn him that, you know, these pretty much aren't her people and shouldn't be your people. Um, but what I love about Micah's story is really how it's showing us the birth of an act activist, uh, particularly an activist who comes from a privileged background. Um, I think we've seen that, you know, in real life. And you often wonder, like, you know, how did they get to that point? So I, I think it's brilliant writing and how, you know, they, they showed us, you know, the trauma of, you, you know, well, growing up privileged, but then facing, you know, the, the realities of, of society and the trauma of being stopped by the police and, and facing police brutality and just how and then how he which a lot of kids go through particularly when they go to college actually you know even though he's not in college but a lot of times you are attracted to the movement but you you kind of join in with kind of the reckless crowd initially when you're not as well versed with it and so I guess that's where he was you know it's like a, a process and now He's going to, as you said, evolve to where he has more of a strategy and an understanding of his activism. But, you know, I just think it's brilliant writing showing the growth of Micah. You know, who would have thought, you know, first season we would be here with him? 
Yeah, it's quite an evolution. Yeah. Quite an evolution. And I'm glad of the, the left turn that, it, that we've made now. Right. Because he's definitely turning into a real activist. Right. So and, I like um, that. And I thought it was hilarious when his, as you call them, the little panthers, when KJ was like, you know, when we escaped the college, I'm like, where is that in a faraway land? <laughs> like, how is that going to stop these issues? I think it's just like getting out of St. Joe. They just got to get out of St. Joe. <laughs> but it's just interesting that they didn't think about that while they were doing this stupid shit. Know, like, that's just ridiculous. I'm like, they could still find you. But anyway, okay. <laughs> but let's. Uh, right. Yeah, right. <laughs> but let's uh, get into seeing it uh, based on the trailer we saw for the finale, episode 13. What are your top two predictions? Top two predictions is that a child would leave them, that it's going to be Micah and the Bordelons that end up stopping the prison by another way. Because we see um, it, what looks like the community actually fighting against this and Micah is, is leading the way, which I think is um, totally amazing. And um, I guess a nod to... Um, Black Lives Matter because a lot of these movements, especially that one, are led by the young ones. And so I'm excited about that. And um, next prediction is Noah continually to screw her family over with this book. Um, I think she, her friend, I forget her name, I think it's Sierra maybe. Um, I hope she listens to Sierra and go ahead and tells her family what she's planning on writing before the world knows. But I just can't depend on Nova anymore, so I'm I'm torn. I think she will tell them, but I don't even know if she's going to be totally truthful. But I think that's the bombshell that's going to take us into season four is all that crap that she's writing. Because I mentioned last week about her her um, discussion, not her discussion, her um, thought board, and how it basically had everybody's business on it. And so, yeah, it seems like that's what she wrote about, and I just can't imagine why she would do that I have to go with my vibe I don't know what's wrong with her soul but yeah so the book bombshell and Micah X leading the way those are my two predictions top two predictions right and I think that Ralph Angel unfortunately is going to uh, get back into the system I don't think he's going to have the freedom he thought he was going to have I think somehow you know, that's going to be disrupted unfortunately um, and it's going to obviously affect how he raises Blue um, that's one prediction. Uh, I know you don't agree, but I, I don't feel Nova and Remy are done with each other, even though Nova has other issues with the book, but I feel they're going to dip into each other's world again. I just felt the breakup was a little too smooth. I do think that Nova has some deep issues with her family, which is why I think she may do that. Even though I know she was on this self-reflection journey, but as we see, you know, she kind of goes in and out of that. Uh, where one minute she loves and supports them, and then the next minute she doesn't. So, like you said, you know, something's, or like you said that on Vibe mentioned to her, you know, something's wrong with her soul. So I just, I feel something will happen again there, because I think he is going to be on the finale, so it'll be interesting. But go ahead. Um, yeah, so my question is, number one, about Ralph Angel. Do you think that the robbery is coming back, or do you think it may be something that happened to do with Benny? You know, I really feel that robbery is going to come back, because that was the start it, it, remember that was like the the first was it the first, first episode for Ralph Angel. right and so it's like 
that never really came back except a little briefly season two. Like, uh-huh. I remember you, that kind of moment. But I'm like, I never... Yeah, no, it was random. Right, yeah. I never felt <laughs> that... You, first of all, like you say, that was his first scene. I'm like, the way that Queen Sugar works with planting seeds, that had to come back in a major way. So I absolutely think that that may be what comes up and maybe, you know, maybe someone just learned about it and just using it against him for whatever reason. I don't know. But, yeah, I, I agree. That's yeah, I mean, I was trying to figure out if they're really going to do the robbery thing or, um, the, and, but but then I kind of felt like, well, you know, that Benny thing is really unresolved. Yeah. I felt like that scene when Darla walks in and Benny kind of looks at her and whatever. I, I felt like Benny was mad and there might have been something else going on there. So I don't know. I mean, I'm. Yeah, oh, I Stuff that was swept under the rug. The robbery, the. The, remember the the phone, uh, the phone stuff. Yeah, that Aunt Vi covered for him. <laughs> and then you have the Benny. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's three things. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's just, so yeah. You're on the edge a lot. Something's gonna pop up. Yeah, and that makes me very sad because he was actually planning his freedom. Um, <laughs> but we know. So that. yeah, I mean, literally, literally on the porch planning his freedom. Right. You know. Um. You know. Yeah, and then, God, what was the second question? I think it might have been about, um, oh, Nova and Remy. Um, yes, I know you think they're going to get back together. And I was talking to someone today about, you know, because I had these elaborate discussions on my Facebook page. Yes. Um, <laughs> about, someone, someone said, well, you know, now that Charlie has a man, do you think Nova's mad that she broke up with Remy because hell, Charlie has a man? And I'm like, well, you know, they were broken up. I mean, it's not like uh, Remy and Nova got together when Charlie and Remy were together, as Aunt Vi pointed out. Because my father was like, hold up, you cheat, okay? But so, I mean, Charlie was broken up. They, I, I don't, I don't necessarily think that should impact her decision. But Nova is messy. Do you think? Because you think they're going to get back together. Do you think that will be one of the reasons why? That could be one of the reasons. Is because Nova would feel like, oh, Charlie, you got a man. You good. I agree. That I think it's all because Nova is messy. <laughs> I mean, they have to stay true to her, her character. <laughs> and like you said, she, you know, there's just certain things that, I don't know. Like like you say, just kind of the, the side comments that she makes to Charlie. So it makes you wonder, like, you know, she just constantly in competition with her, you know, in the back of her mind, you know, that's just her flaw. So, yeah, it, I just feel it's not over and it's going to be messy. I don't, <laughs> but we'll see. I don't know. You know, we like to think that Nova's evolving, but I think that we're seeing how she's, like I said, complex and messy. And she really has some deep I- issues with her family. Yeah, I, I just find it interesting that, um, especially since she's so close with I'm by, I just find it interesting how she's willing to risk a lot of things, things that would ha- would make her an outsider to her family um, for her own personal satisfaction. You know, writing about them without their permission to make a book. You know, messing with Remy, not caring, you know, whatever. I just, I think it's very interesting. And I really, even though Rob, his comment, y'all messy, 
he doesn't know any of the stuff that's going on. Um, I wonder if he, you know, where he comes down on this. I'd imagine he'd be quite distant over, but. Yeah, I think that that's another reason why I don't think it's over because not enough people knew about it, you know, just for TV but drama. That's Charlie's fault. Yeah, but, well, yeah. That's Charlie's but, fault. Just for TV for drama. Some, for some reason. Charlie protects Nova. Just for TV drama purposes, I just think that, um, you know, it's just not enough yet. I think there's just more to come from that. <laughs> just because, you know, more the family needs to know. You know, it's just a lot. Right, Charlie? That's on Charlie. Charlie. I don't know why Charlie didn't say anything to Ralph. She had opportunities to, she could have been told on Nova, really, because time has passed. Charlie takes the high road. <laughs> He's, oh, my God. That's why I'm like, y'all don't give Charlie enough credit for her lack of petty. Because I would have been on the phone the same time that I guess what happened. I would have and when Raw asked, I was like, you want to know what happened? You want to know how messy it is, Raw? Let me tell you. That would have been me. Yeah, it's just, you know, because I don't know, like, maybe, I don't, I don't know what would spark a possible reunion with them. Uh, like you said, you had your Remy theory. And yeah, you had your theory about you know because Charlie's bringing has her own man now. Um, but I wonder if also just with this book, the family kind of turns on her. Like, will that force her to call him or something? I don't know. Because they kind of did drop seeds of them confiding in each other and all that stuff. But mm-hmm. you know, yeah, I don't. I don't... I mean, we'll see. I'm just, I'm, I'm, we'll see. The, the only thing, and this is going into another prediction, you know, we do see Charlie and Romero getting closer. I kind of like the way they slowly built up that relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think you said this way back that, okay, by the time uh, Remy and Nova find their way back together, Charlie would not give a hell. Like, she'll be way on her way to get married to somebody else. Possibly. Yeah. That, yeah. Still, that doesn't still make the other stuff right. No. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I think that goes into the great writing again because they know the audience is not happy with the Nova and Remy. But I think in the way they've done it, you've had Nova have to admit her wrong, family calls her out. Uh-huh. But we also see the complexities of Noah and how she's messy. So we kind of expect it now. But then we also, we love Charlie, but we see that she's finding happiness with someone else anyway. So I think that, as you even said, it may just soften the blow, even though it's still going to be a blow. But yeah, I mean, so, yeah, I mean, it's still going to be that underlying betrayal there. And Avi ain't still ain't going to be with it. Right. And. You know, the rest of the family may feel some kind of way, and Micah might be like, "What the hell?" And look, I'm here for more petty because that's scenes. Still a thing. I'm here for more petty scenes from my, like you said, we needed more from my vibe with the, with the call out from. Uh, I was tired. I was tired. She was on the brink of a lupus episode, and she had all the powers to get out. And she just left. Dude, I can't even do this. I'm just gonna She's get my like, go. You are just goodbye. So what? <laughs> You do a lot of extra stuff, Nova. Oh, you yes. real extra. And I'm like, thank you. That was the line. That's right. She's like, you do a lot of extra things, okay? Yeah, but something... Okay. It's true, though. Something's off with Nova. It's weird. It's weird. Totally off. Totally off. Shout out to Retina, because she's playing it well. And shout out to Retina, because she's playing it well. Like, just kind of how she just seems yeah. aloof, but then also kind of calculating it's like a combination of things it's crazy <laughs> yeah 
Yeah, I mean, in many ways, it's like she has traded places with Charlie. Yeah. With who, with, with the Charlie used to be. Because um, Nova used to be number one family. Family over everything. And now Charlie is the one putting family over everything, even though it really doesn't benefit her to do it. Right. I don't know. It's, ugh. but I mean, the I saw the one of the writers did an interview, Mike Flynn, and he talked like he said he's just excited for us to see this finale. <laughs> so he's like, I'm scared, man. He's like, I can't wait. It's gonna be some stuff. I'm like, oh lord. <laughs> like, what what is more that? can we take? He said, what? <laughs> I said, well, how much more can we take? I know. I'm like, because to be honest, you know, Queen Sugar with their little trailers, they, they don't, whatever. They're scratching the surface. They ain't, it's going to be some bombshell. Oh, yeah. The, the trailers are usually like, what? Okay. Yeah, because even one person no, had a prediction the- that um, Charlie's actually going to get with Jacob first before Romero, which I just, I pray to God that doesn't happen. I don't think so. Yeah. I don't think so. Plus, number one, I'm glad you mentioned Jacob. Where the hell is he? But that's my point. Like, is he going to pop up? Like, why is he going to pop up? Because he has but, to pop up. But, you know, up. Jacob does not share space with his mother. Mm. Like, to, to his mother, Jacob is a peon. <laughs> because Charlie even said, oh, you don't even speak when your mom's around. Like, mama's handling this because Jacob effed it up, apparently. And by the way, that's another one of my predictions. I feel Francis is playing Charlie. In fact, and I think Charlie's first mind was correct. Like, you, you have to be wary of anyone who would backstab their own family. <laughs> but Yeah, you know, and Sam says that next week. Yeah. She Sam says, anyway. I don't Charlie, I, I still don't think Charlie fully trusts her, though. She doesn't, but she's kind of in with her. It's kind of... Yeah, she's in with her because she got that info from her. Yeah, but Charlie's not stupid. I I have complete confidence in Charlie. I think Charlie got a card to play. I don't know what it is, but I think she has a card to play. And I was talking to someone else, and I was wondering where Martin Bennington is. Remember him with the 20,000 acres? Right. Mm-hmm. He, he, he popped up, and then he went away. And nothing just goes away. And I'm like, where's Martin? <laughs> exactly. So while all this is going on, I'm like, where's Martin at? Right. Where he at? Because he's a member of the family. Exactly. So I'm like, did he hold the key to how they would get out of this? Maybe an angel will appear for Charlie because she needs one. Charlie's angels, come on. <laughs> but I said in my recap, Charlie has one angel and that's Prosper. Yes. Yeah, but even Prosper got a side eye from me this week. Oh yeah, we forgot to mention he called his, his daughter. Yeah. He finally called his daughter, yay for Prosper. But I didn't like the way Prosper kind of glossed over the fact that the farmers bailed on Charlie. Yeah. yeah Prosper needs to acknowledge that shit. Yeah. Huh? Yeah, no, the farmers are a mess. No, they're a whole mess. And Prosper, well, the farmers talking about you, Charlie. You know what, Prosper? Did you stand up for Charlie while you were talking to them at the high yellow? I have questions. But you know, I mean, I love you, Mr. Prosper. But it's kind of similar to what I said last week or last review. How, you know, being a leader is often a thankless job, you know. So, it, oh, yeah. it, was, it was thankless for Martin Luther King. Even Malcolm X was killed by his former followers, <laughs> you know. It's like, right. it is what it is. You know, I, I had to get some people straight on Facebook because they were riding Charlie's ass like no farmers. And I was like, hold on, I gotta 
come in here for Team Charlie? Um, because somebody's like, well, Charlie's not a leader because she always doing stuff in secret. And I was like, please refer to the season finale of, of the first season when Charlie presented to the farmers as a co-op. It was it was a collective, and she was going to put up the capital, and they were going to help her build it, and they agreed. She started out on the on the up and up. They're the ones that continually backed out, and so now it's like she's been trying to lead them, but they weren't following. And then other people like Remy tried to warn her, and I'm like, well, I'm sure they warned. Okay, too. Like you know, hey Martin, don't march, but he did. And because of him, we have a better life. So I'm like, yeah, people warn folks all the time. But if you're a true leader, you do what you think needs to be done. Right. And whether you we're going to get delayed or whatever, you do what needs to be done. And, you know, her deciding I'm going to do it this way was really, it, it had to happen now. Like, there had to be a different game played with Sam because what they were doing wasn't working. So Remy could warn her all he wanted to, but he wasn't doing anything either. And that just goes back into leadership. Charlie was willing to risk it. Right, just like Martin Luther King met with LBJ. You know, you have to sometimes, not sometimes, often, (laughs) you have to talk to the other side and and compromise. Right. Yeah, and that same line, Charlie, you made a deal with the devil. Well, you know what? Everybody in St. Joe's Parish made a deal with the devil. Because they grind with Landry and they rent from Landry. So everybody has a contract with Landry. Y'all are all dealing with the devil. Right. I don't even want to hear it. <laughs> That's true. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, this was a great episode and um, we will be ready for the season finale. It's going to be an hour and a half as they tend to do for Queen Sugar. So that should be fun. So thank you so much for listening. Be sure to comment and subscribe and check us out next week.